Uh, good evening, everyone. There's no music today because we're trying a new technological approach to the webinar, which hopefully will result in slightly better audio quality for the listeners. But um, to open, I would I would like to sing an entire P-Brock uh, because – no, I'm just kidding. It's probably not going to happen. Uh, and and uh, so to move along rapidly, uh, I'd like to introduce you to Bagpipe Nation. What is the date today? I believe it's March 31st, 2011. I'm here with my illustrious co-host, Vin Janowski. Are you there, Vin? Vin? Vin Janowski? He's never there. Is this like, is this part of the, is this a joke? It's not a joke. Are people hearing me? Okay, let's start by, we'll, we'll continue to introduce uh, Nate Walgren. Is Nate here? Nate is here. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. And Nate's here to, uh, we're going to talk about the grade four PBROC rule in the USPBA today. So uh, Nate is our highly educated special guest. Seriously, where, where's Vin? Vin, are you out there? This is unbelievable. The guy is really bad. We were just luck. talking to him. We were just talking to him, and then I, I pressed play, and now he's gone. But I digress. So uh, while he sorts that out, um, <clears throat> let's go in a little bit, Nate, and maybe you can you know, help us with a brief history. Like, So what's the deal with this PBROC rule? Can you refresh our memory? How did it used to be, and what did they – you know, uh, and how has it changed and what is the controversy? And let's start with that. Okay. Well, when I started competing back in 2004, the requirement for grade four players playing PBROC was that they only have to play a ground. Um, games could offer a full tune as well, but a ground was, uh, was offered as, as a sanctioned event. And um, that's the way it was for, I just assumed it had always been that way, although the more I've read, as um, I've learned that it was actually, it used to be full tune, and then they went to the ground as uh, kind of as a compromise, and, you know, the whole thing is cyclical again, so it's coming back. Anyway, at some point last year, I think, a proposal came up that um, that the USPBA should require all players in grade four to play a full PBROC. Um, so that the the ground only competition would not be offered as a sanctioned event, and they cited a bunch of different things, um, including the ground is not very interesting to play, and with some of the shorter p rocks, they're not um, they're not out of the competence of uh, of your your standard grade four player. In other words, grade four play players are fully capable of playing a full p rock, and that. The more full tunes they play, the better prepared they'll be for grade three um, and, and things like that. So it was a formal proposal um, at the AGM, the uh, annual meeting in November. And this discussion was the most, um, the most heated of the, of the meeting. It was um, basically a bunch of people standing up at the microphone and not exactly yelling at each other, but um, they were definitely, uh, there was definitely some heated discussion. Yeah. They, they probably just couldn't yell for political reasons because it might hurt their band's result during the summer. Right. You know, that's, that's what keeps right. me from yelling when I uh, go into a public room in the pipe in world. Well, I think, I think that's, it's been building up for a long time. Um, the tension, you know, there's, the there's tension. been a lot of, 
request that. Well, yeah, because I think you know you go to some of these AGMs and there's always, I, I, you know, you will be always a proposal to do this, you know, every few years, and it doesn't get much discussion. It always gets killed because there was always a reason why we weren't doing it to begin with, and so no, not much discussion was happening. But you know, people have passionate feelings about the thing, and uh, so I think it's been building for a long time. So I think when it finally, you know, happened. You had a lot of, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people just sort of waiting to throw out their uh, their own uh, feces, as it were. <laughs> I guess. How how do you just Nate, and maybe you can fill me in on this? I you know call me old fashioned. Uh, I don't, You're old fashioned. Oh yeah, Pat says I'm old fashioned. He, he's confirming. Call me old fashioned, but I can't think of a single rational reason in the world why um, the uh, you know your Pbrock, uh um, pathway, you know, uh, you know, up to high level PBROC shouldn't be a progressive pathway where you start with a piece of it and work your way up. Like what, what is the reasoning that, um, shall I call it the opposition is trying to put forward here? Well, those who, um, who have advocated for the full tune have basically said that playing just the ground is not very interesting and does not really help the player because it's not very long and really the the whole point of playing a pibrock is to is to construct the whole tune is to get the whole tune to tell a story and you can't do that with the ground and then all of a sudden it I mean I'll admit it is kind of a big jump going from playing only the ground in grade 4 to playing a full tune in grade 3 uh-huh so i guess the the logic was if they can play a whole tune in grade four more frequently, then they'll be more ready for those grade three Pete Rock competitions. But like, okay, so you want to have the tune tell a story, but, uh, and, and so you can't do that if it's just the ground, but you also can't do that if you can't play your pipes yet. I mean, grade four is grade four is the entry level grade in the USPBA. It's the first shot anybody has to compete on a full instrument. And, uh, you know, even at this entry level, they're expecting someone to play for a minimum, right? The shortest P-Rock I can think of is no shorter than six or seven minutes, uh, you know, and that's if you play it, uh, you know, briskly. Um, right. I mean, like, uh, and this is, you know, somehow this must be defended by the opposition. It is. Um Perhaps the most outspoken advocate for it at the AGM was Jimmy McIntosh, and he said that, technically speaking, it's more difficult to play a 2-4 march than it is to play a full P-Rock. I'm not sure I agree with that entirely. I mean, on, but uh, like, how does he, I mean, so it's more technically Like, like the technique that's required. The technique that's required is less demanding for, for a P-Rock than it is for a 2-4 march. Okay. That's what he said. Okay. And I'm not entirely certain that I agree with him. I'll, I will, I mean, there are certainly some 2-4 marches that are, um, you know, that are very intricate, tricky, and challenging tunes. But I think the Kronlua is one of the hardest things in all of piping to play. Um, I think that, well, if you look at the Kronlua as an extension of the Terra right, then you could say right. by you could say by definition 
uh, a full PBROC is more technically demanding than any 2-4 march, at least unless 2-4 uh, marches suddenly spawn Krunloweth variations. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to argue, you know, against the idea that uh, two four march is somehow more demanding than a pbrock. Right, especially since a uh, a two four march will last. If you're very slow about it, it'll last between two and a half and three minutes. If you're very, you'd have to be pretty slow for it to last. Very that slow, long. right? Yeah, right. And, and and I mean and, slow right, in tempo, said, folks. I mean slow in tempo. Not in brain power. Strictly tempo. Okay. So, uh, and, and I, you know, and I, it is my understanding that uh, Jimmy McIntosh and several of his students are in support of the full PBROC rule. So, you know, what, right. I guess, so the, uh, so the idea is, okay, let's give it, give them the benefit of the doubt that somehow magically a two, four is harder to play than a PBROC. Right. So, I don't really know. I don't really remember from the AGM a lot more of the details, but uh, the long story short is that um, this actually became a rule. It was passed by the music board and the executive committee, and as of this season, all grade four contests are, are all four all grade four PBROC contests are required to be full tune. Yes. I know that in the Oren Moore contests, we went to full tune for sure. Right. Um, although technically, I think there's a grace period that has to be, you know, uh, that has to be allowed, right? Isn't there? Or are, have we already passed through that? Actually, I think the rule, the rule was passed last year and went into effect this year. So... At the beginning of 2010, it was announced that for 2011, full PBROC will be, will be required in grade four. Right. And the debate this year was whether or not to repeal. Right. Uh, That's it. Got That's it. it. Okay. So uh, so the rule, the rule was passed. Then what? The rule was passed. Now, among the uh, those who were opposed to the full PBROC at the AGM were several uh, organizers of competitions. And this kind of puts them in a tough spot because a full PBROC will take a lot longer than just the ground, right? When you're scheduling events, the ground you allow for about five minutes. And, right, that allows for the judge to make his or her notes and the competitor to tune and warm up and things like that and, and actually play the tune and then go away. And for a full PBROC, you want to allow about 15 minutes. So just from a time constraint, that competition is going to take about three times as long if you have the same number of players. And that puts the games in kind of a tough spot because many of the, many of the contests have, um, will have a band contest as well. And most of the people who judge the bands also judge the solos. So the solos have to be done before the bands can start. And if all of a sudden we have, solo events that are taking three times longer than they used to, well, that requires an extra judge to get everything in before the band start. And an extra judge requires extra money. So this, um, for some of the smaller competitions, this isn't such, a, isn't such a, a big deal. But for some of the big competitions, it can require two or three extra judges, which can significantly increase the cost of your, your piping competition. 
How much? I mean, it should be should be said too that these some of these contests too are you know the great force with the two and three heats as well with you know at least twenty pipers in each. So you're already talking about a big field. Um, you know, I guess you know the, the next the next question then becomes is like you know you have to ask are all of those players going to be playing the Pibroth as well? And you know the answer really is no. And that's just looking at the you know the history of the contests themselves. You know. A good maybe half, a little more than half, were playing the ground only contests at those larger games. So, so the Bieber, you know, contest was maybe in a contest that was split into three heats. There was maybe one heat of Bieber or two heats of Bieber um, at that time. So, at the same level, you know, you're talking about the same number of judges, um, even at those contests, who were already prepared for the three heats. Um, so. You know, it begs the question: Is like, you know, well, will that remain the case? And you know, my my guess is that it won't. Is that you'll have you'll have less, you know, fewer people going into the full tune contest um, from the two four march. Two four march make make it even bigger, but you know, your your Pibra contest is going to get significantly smaller, which you know, sort of refutes that kind of notion where you know oh, I need an extra judge to accommodate all these all these players and these, this longer contest when. In reality, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> well, I think that you also have to account for the fact that it's going to come back up. Because I think during the first year or two years, it's definitely reasonable to see a smaller percentage of the grade four, grade four players playing that full tune, simply because they haven't learned it yet. But after playing, you know, after that rule's in effect for two or three years, if they, if they want to play Pibrock, then they have to get around to learning that full tune. And but that, but you know, then then again, but that, but that time, by that time, I mean, now you have to, now you're starting to think about, um, you know, what's the qualities, you know, how how are these players progressing? By that time, if you're talking about two, three years in grade four, you know, that's the time that usually these players are bumped up into the grade three anyway. But if they're not playing the full tune in the P-Rock, you know, is that going to happen? So there's, so they're stuck in grade four until they can, you know, master the full tune. And pull it off at the same quality of play as their march to to move beyond and go into three. You know, there's like a whole host of like you know just sort of personal, you know, like developmental problems that that you know that you hit when you're when you're talking about this kind of thing. And I I think it um, begs I think that leads to the obvious uh, the obvious uh, you know next question, which is is it really true that you can't progress through the ranks without being able to play a full Pbrock? And if so, is it necessary to play Pbrock to be a great piper? Well, the way our system is set up right now in the USPBA, you, you really can't get upgraded unless you play Pbrock. Which is very interesting, Nate. I would like to bring up what, you know, and, and, uh, you know, uh, my own personal trajectory was was that I did not play Pibrock until I was in grade three, period, uh, when I came up through the ranks. I didn't even, you know, uh, when I was in grade four, I kind of like, I, you know, that was kind of my thing is I didn't play Pibrock at all. It wasn't, you know, and it wasn't until I met Donald that, uh, Donald Lindsay, that I got into Pibrock playing. Um, and so. When was that, Andrew? Uh, let's was see. I would have been, I would have been in grade four uh in the like 1993 or 4 probably i'm thinking probably 94 
I think it was. So um, at that point, it was ground only for the PBROC, but I was upgraded to grade three without even playing a PBROC at that point. Um, and one of my questions to you uh, uh, would be, or like one of my questions would be, you know, would I be where I am today had I been required uh, to produce a full PBROC in grade four? Or would I have lost, or would I never have, you know, had any interest in competing because, um, you know, it was required to play something that at that time I wasn't even interested in. Like, isn't PBROC, isn't PBROC an acquired taste? And should you be forced to play it if you're not interested in it? Because that's ultimately what we're doing, right? Is we're forcing people to play. Uh, we're forcing people now to play a full PBROC to even be allowed to participate in the competitive system. Right. And, you know, and, if, and if the two, con if two contests pass, light music and, you know, Big music were two two separate trajectories, and you know, and had a separate sort of set of considerations for progression. Um, that would make sense, I think. You know, if you had, you know, you say, okay, well, P-Rock playing is its own kind of thing, and we're gonna we're going to like grade, you know, players based on their P-Rock playing ability, and so you have full tunes grade four, and that's if that's your trajectory, then that's where you head. But by the same token, that also means that you don't have to play P-Rock if you want to progress in light music, now, Nate, <laughs> you know, if you want to play it this morning. Now, Nate, was this brought up at the AGM, the idea that you could uh, have separate tracks? I think it was, right? Yes. Um, because that, you know, separate grades for P-Rock, uh, they do that in Ontario. They do that in the Midwestern uh, U.S. and other organizations as well, I think. But one of the surest ways to get a to get a proposal shot down in the USPBA is to say, "Oh, that's how they do it in Canada." <laughs> um, just having that that <laughs> verbal association, people are like, "Oh, no, we can't do it that way." Then let's. But, um, we've got a uh, a question here from Mary Wallace, so we'll go ahead and open up her mic here. Hey, Mary, how are you doing? I'm good, Andrew. How about yourself? Pretty good. Um, I saw your hand shoot up as soon as I suggested that we're forcing people to play PBROC. What's uh, what's on your mind? Well, I mean, I think the same way, but Nate kind of already um, start. Nate already brought up the point that they already separate the grades in Ontario, and it. Um, and I've seen players that are like, for example, graded grade one light music. We get there in their, I guess it's the intermediate PRIC, whatever their grade two PRIC equivalent is, and I think it it doesn't. And then there's some players who just choose not to play PRIC at all, but. It's a way to, you know, I think it's a way to allow people to be part of the competitive system by, by separating them. Now, I suppose the the philosophy behind um, keeping PBRC and light music graded the same here is to develop well-rounded players. But again, I guess it begs the same question that you brought up, Andrew: Are we forcing people to do something and, and otherwise keep them out of the competitive system? You know, I think I think that PBROC is something that, um, you know, in order to become interested in it, you have to have been exposed to it for, uh, you know, a certain period of time. Uh, and and here, I, I think we're we're squandering the potential of a lot of players by force. Like like take a young Andrew Douglas. You know, it's it's one example that I relate to well, obviously because it was me. But uh, uh oh, we have someone screaming in the background. No, that was my roommate. Um, oh, it's it's all good. I hope everything's okay. Um, yeah. But, uh, I, you know, just my own example, it's like I was, when I was in grade four, I was, I believe, uh, 
maybe nine years old. And, uh, you know, uh, and, and I was winning the marches in grade four, but, uh, I, I wasn't even remotely mildly interested in PBROC. And I guess what my question is, you know, should I have been required to be interested in PBROC at nine years old? Um, should you be required to be interested in PBROC before you can cover the holes? You know, like, I, you I know, don't think so. The entry level grade should be something that makes sure you can cover the holes before you're ready for the next grade. Right. Um, it's like we're yeah. skipping. It's, I feel like we're skipping a step here. I really do. And I also didn't have a, I think I played maybe one or two PBROC contests in grade four as well. Cause when I started playing in the early to mid nineties, it was, it was before the ground only rule came into effect as well. And I, I, same thing with me, I was pretty much upgraded to grade three with, maybe one contest under my belt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's actually, actually, I mean, it's, it's one of these assumptions that we all have about, you know, how you progress through the solos is that we all assume that we need to be route, you know, full, fully rounded players playing light music and P-Rock and being good at both, um, to move up. And I'm not really sure that's the case. You know, I think if you ask, you know, independently, you know, folks on the grading committee or on the music board, I'm not sure that they would have, you know, you know, such cut and dried, you know, um, judgments about that kind of thing. You know, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't even, you know, look at a sheet of, 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 of a score of a P-Rock until I was in grade two. Um, you know, cause I just, you know, again, I had no interest. I was just like, you know, just like the same thing. I was like, focused on band stuff. I was more interested in the light music. And it wasn't until I was, again, you know, exposed to it for a period of time before I said, you know what? I, I really think I need to play this. <laughs> you know, and, and and when you dig in, then of course you know you can't get dig yourself out after that. But um, you know, I mean, but I was able to get that far without ever having you know played you know a ground ever in competition, you know. Ever. So um, I'm not sure that that would happen today. I, I I don't know. I mean, it's really you you would have to ask you know the grading committee as as a whole that question. You know, and I, I'm not sure that they would have easy answers or even be in agreement of the answer. You know. And I also think that's an answer that would change as the membership on the music board changes. Exactly, yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, I think at the heart of it, I think that's really the issue. You know, it's not necessarily, you know, wanting to get players up and playing sooner and, you know, exposing them to people that can, you know, making them better players or whatever the rationale is. Um, I think the, at the heart really, you know, what are you saying about competition by making these kinds of requirements, uh, you know, putting these kinds of requirements on, you know, for the most part, a lot of kids <laughs> and a lot of adults who are just sort of, you know, getting their fingers, you know, wrapped around the channel um, for the first time. Um, I mean, I think you're not also, I mean, I think you're also making a statement about piping in general. And that's, you know, I think that's one of the things that maybe upsets me the most about this is, I, you know, our, our government here in the East Coast, which, by the way, governs an ad normally large group of people, right? There are, how many people are there? I, I, I can't even remember how many pipers there are in the ESPBA, but we're talking it's like, like, like 2,200 like, members or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And, and how many of them are pipers? I wonder, you know, uh, probably, probably like three, good three quarters of them, not including bands. I would say there's probably a good 17, 1800 pipers probably. Right? Yeah. So you're imposing on 1700 pipers, the idea that, uh, in order to be a piper, you must play P-Brock. Um, and I, you know, I, I cannot see any logical reasoning to believe that's the case. 
I mean, um, you know, I know in Brittany they do, there are players that are playing P-Rock, but there are some who aren't. Um, and there are a lot of really great band players I know who never really had an interest in P-Rock. And, you know, um, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a dangerous road to go down because now, now what you're saying is in an art form that's art, that already sort of teeters on the edge of extinction, right? I mean, the, the great, the great urban legend is that that's why competition in piping was brought about to begin with is to preserve the art form, right? Uh, so on something that's already dwindling on the edge of extinction, you're now saying you're now putting in another giant, um, another giant uh, prerequisite. So now, so we want you to compete because we want to preserve the art form, except for that in order to compete, uh, you know, we're now introducing requirements uh, that, uh, you know, put a, it places a pretty big burden on someone, uh, you know, in deciding whether or not it's something they want to do. Yeah, I mean, well, you can, you know, you can equate it with a lot of different things, too. I mean, even at, you know, at the grade one level, uh, you know, the, the USBF, you know, invites all the grade one players to come play. And it's, you know, it's kind of like it doesn't make any kind of invitation or anything like that. It's just you can come play, but you have to play, you know, you have to submit four tunes from the silver medalist. To be, you know, to be considered, and and you need three MSRs, I believe, uh, which is not a big deal. But the four tunes from the silver medalist, if you're not that interested in Pebrek, or maybe not interested in Pebrek at the extent where you're learning new sets of tunes every year, like some of the uh, CPA competitors are in Scotland, then you're kind of left with like scratching your head. Well, then their sort of their requirements shut me out because I can't play because I'm not willing to make sort of make that leap. <laughs> you know, uh, and 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 sort of like you know, bust my hump and 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 learn the civil medalist. You know, um, so it's it's like you just said, like yeah, it's discriminatory in a lot of ways. I mean, does that make them a better contest? I, I don't know. Does it attract better players? I don't know. You know, it's like it's 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 kind of like a toss up. I mean, maybe that's what they want to do, but it's whether they achieve it or not should be clear, and it's not. So. Um, Likewise, you know, with, with these kinds of requirements on younger players, I mean, you, you know, you can say, it's like, oh, well, you should be playing the full tune. I mean, it's it's great from your perspective to be saying that that'll make you a better player, but, um, you know, the answer should be clear once you once it's put into effect, and so far it's really not. Here's a, uh, here's, here's a question, here's a question which I think demonstrates uh, the glaring problem with our PBROC policy and the EOSPBA. Uh, name the last... Uh, name the last uh, gold medalist from the EOS PBA. Mike Rogers. Mike Rogers. And then who was before that? Mike Cusack. Okay. And how about before that? I think Mike Cusack was the first, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Crickets, right? So here we have the biggest pipe band <laughs> association, the you know, the biggest pipe band association in North America for sure. Uh, you know, we have out of 1,700 competing pipers, uh, we've had two gold medalists. Now, let's go to uh, let's go to Ontario, you know, the association that we hate to be anything like. Can you name more than two gold medalists from Ontario? Sure. Sure you can. Easy. Uh, Bill Livingston, <laughs> Jim McGilvery, uh, Andrew Hayes. Who else we got? John, John Cairns. John Cairns. Double gold, right? John Cairns. Double, double gold. gold. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Who else we got? Uh, it was Bruce Gandy living in Ontario when he won his first gold medal. I think he, he may not have been. But. I can't speak to that, but he's certainly, uh, he yeah. was certainly involved in Ontario for a large portion of his life. 
Colin McClellan was in Ontario when he won his as well. Yeah, I don't know if like and I don't know enough about Colin's history, but um, he may have been. You know, I think he was ed- educated in Peabrock largely outside of Ontario. Uh-huh. Um, but but anyway, so we just named we just named more than double the number that have ever come out of the East Coast. Oh yeah, Mary Wallace says Glenn Brown, which is a good example. Oh yeah. Um, although his Peabrock playing really sort of skyrocketed once he was living in Scotland uh, more significantly. That being said, uh, I think it you know definitely counts. Now let's uh, let's move on to other associations, right? Now how about British Columbia? I remember when I I spoke with um, Jimmy Bell about you know, implementing certain things that go on in British Columbia and, uh, you know, how, how turned off he was at the idea. But how about, uh, you know, uh, there are more than two clasp winners that come from British Columbia. Certainly more than two clasps, right? Like Jack Lee, Jack Lee's from British Columbia. Uh, Alan Bevins won a gold medal. Andrew Bonars won a silver medal. What else we got? Uh, that might be it, actually. I know that a lot of the Lee sons are in the hunt for a silver medal now. I guess my point would be, um, why haven't we, you know, with by far, but with a far larger organization, why have we produced such, uh, you know, in, insignificant results? Relative. Because they're playing ground in the grade four, Andrew. Yes, Finn, you win the prize. <laughs> yes, that's that's the only possible explanation. No, I don't think I don't think that's necessarily the case. Uh, I, I don't think that's the single reason why, personally. But um, I would say that uh, clearly, uh, you know, I, I would say that clearly something's going on here. That we're, you know, with uh, you know the largest um, and thus probably the most. Um, financially, uh, you know, funded, the most substantially funded organization. Why have we managed to produce uh, so, so few, uh, you know, significant results? Um, and if yeah, anyone... I mean, I, well, I mean, I would, I would, I would, I would take it right back to the, the point I ever made earlier was, whereas, you know, you have to sort of look at the heart of it, which is like what you're saying about, you know, the competition track in general, you know, like, like what are the competition tracks like in Ontario? You know, what are the competition tracks like in, in British Columbia that sort of, I guess, maybe allows for more flexibility, maybe a little bit more, uh, I don't know, you know, maybe it's just a little less strident <laughs> in its, you know, in its execution um, that, it, that, it, that, it, that it sort of allows players to develop more freely. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't have the answer. I'm just, you know, but I think, you know, somewhere in there is, 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 the key to the answer, like looking at it from that perspective, not necessarily, you know, what people are playing, you know, um, but how they're playing and where they're playing it and, and, and what we're doing to allow them to play it, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I think it comes right back around to the same question we were asking when we were talking about the judging dilemma, right. Is, um, is the EUSPBA um, really uh, beneficial to our, uh, musicianship, um, or is it too big? Is it out of control? Is it ineffective? Um, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think you know, you know, one of the things that came up, you know, in the, in that discussion is is this sort of like the haphazard application of a lot of the requirements and rules that are that you know are sort of self-imposed on thing, you know, on us all. You know, like we, we I mean. At the heart, you know, at the, at the base of it, the bottom line is that we were all imposing this stuff on ourselves, 
like it's us doing it, <laughs> and we're doing it to ourselves, you know. Um, and you know, if you look at it that way, it's it's like you have to think, you know, if you're applying the same rules the same way, they, and you believe in them, <laughs> you have faith in them, and they that they will work, then you'll never give them a chance. You'll never you'll never see the results if you keep constantly changing things around, and you're not applying them the same way, and you're you're constantly making allowances and constantly. You know, accommodating different situations because that's the way life is. It's, 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 you know, it's varied and it's, you know, you have to adapt. I mean, you know, by the same token, you know, Piper's moving along through the competitive ranks. I mean, if there's a certain set of requirements for for playing solo piping that will move you through the ranks, I don't know what it is. You know, because I've seen I've seen um, players move up into the open, into the professional ranks, and go from the professional ranks to be becoming a judge, having Mixed results in their light music versus Pibrock. Some I can think of two right off the top of my head that never played Pibrock at all and made it into the Open. So, you know, you know, ask we go back to that same question. It's like, are there two separate tracks, or do you need to be, you know, play Pibrock to to move up through the you know through, through the grades, or to be a be a real piper, you know? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's a heavy duty topic. Who do we, I mean, is anyone there out there maybe have any ideas and they want to share with us and they can raise their hands because, uh, um, uh, we'd love to hear some thoughts. I mean, I know that I can see a couple grade four competitors out there in the crowd. Maybe they could share their experience, uh, you know, trying to handle the first, uh, the full tune. Uh, anybody that disagrees with us is more than welcome to, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'd love to understand more about the opposition. We got nobody. We got uh, um, Marla uh, McKenna wrote in, and she said that uh, a good compromise might be to offer ground and first variation uh, of a P-Rock in grade four instead of, uh, you know, the full tune. I think that was yeah, also brought up, wasn't it? It was. It was. And um, it was basically shot down because that, didn't specifically apply to the, the rule change. Um, we were de debating the rule and Robert's Rules of Order um, said that we could either um, remove the rule or keep it in place, but we couldn't really change it or something like that. Oh, wow. That makes a lot of sense. Doesn't it? <laughs> well, I, you know, here, here's, I'm, I'm looking at a, a list that I concocted and it's, you know, back in the AGM in 2009, there was a proposal to split grade four into two different grades, 4A and 4B. And, you know, there are there are lots of different ways you could spin that, you know, if, if you did that. I mean, you know, the competition's already split into heats when you go to the bigger games. You know, you could easily make a 4A a full people rock and a 4B a ground only. Um, but then again, you know, you're, you're offering the same kinds of, Problems, I think, in terms of the track and how people sort of progress, and but and again, I mean, at least they're they're still allowed to get their feet wet on things, you know, coming into coming into competitive piping, um, and for, to find out whether or not they really like playing Pibrog before they're actually forced to play a Crumlet. Um, you know, that seems like a reasonable solution as well. Um, I, I believe that 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 proposal was killed <laughs> and tossed aside at that at that AGM, but. Um, it seems to me like it will be a natural progression, um, given the rule we have now, because I don't see, you know, a whole lot of participation going up, going forward for the next couple of years. Yeah, Nate. So um, let's let's go back to um, so what's happening in your part of the world, a little bit further south in the Mid Atlantic. 
Well, what's happening down here is exactly what um, the discussion was at the AGM. And several of those, uh, those games organizers who spoke during the debate said, if we're required to offer a full, full tune, I can't do that financially. And there are several uh, competitions that have now dropped the, the PBROC competition in grade four altogether. So there, there are seven, um, there are seven games that I that I know of. Um, Central New York is the farthest north. Bonnie Bray in New Jersey, Southern Maryland, Fair Hill also in Maryland, um, Virginia Highland Games, Williamsburg, and Meadow, which used to be known as Richmond. So, wow. yes, yeah. And those are pretty. Those are pretty key gathering spots for the soloists too. Right. Well, Nate, it would sound like the EUSPBA is intimidated by your, you know, by the, the progress of uh, Maryland bagpipers. And so <laughs> they've instituted this rule to put down, uh, to, you know, it, I think this is a discrimination case. We don't, want them getting, we don't want them getting too good too fast, you know. I don't think, we're, it sounds like they don't want people in the mid-Atlantic to get good at all. Yeah. Well, the, the, those decisions were made strictly from a financial uh, from, from a financial point of view, which I understand, because these these contests do not make money, and they don't attract people to a Highland Games. Like that's not one of the big draws. You don't get people who read the ad in the paper and say, "Oh, let's go to the Highland Games and watch somebody play a uh, solo bagpipe competition." Especially like, <laughs> let's go to the games. Oh my God, Grade Four beginner entry level full P rock. It's a full tune. Sign There's up. 15 of them. I can't I'm believe so it. We have to go. Oh. Right. No, the mast mast bands draws a lot of people, but the solo the solos really don't. Let's put on our so, let's put on our knit uh, vest, grab a Kilberry book and our shepherd's crook and our uh, bell moral, and our um, we'll put on our tartan pajamas and we'll go we'll go watch the beginner peabrock at the games. Oh yeah! Don't forget to utilicate. Oh well, or utilicate. I love is, the company's lament. Yeah, I mean the company's lament over and over again. Wow, that's that's a day. That's a uh, you know what's the what's the gate? I mean they must be able to inflate the price of tickets now that now that we're doing uh, full peep. Well, I guess they're not doing it because they're they're canceling the event. Right. Well, you never know. Maybe maybe more people will come because there isn't a peep rug. Because you know you know people maybe it's, maybe it's the marches or maybe it's the uh, the clans. You know maybe they'll get that much more gate. By not having any kind of uh, Pibroc at all, let's let's get rid of all the Pibroc. Maybe we'll see more people come to the games. Hmm. So what what I really want to focus on is the biggest impact of playing in, in this part of the world, which is that Mid Atlantic the pipers in the Mid Atlantic Mid Atlantic now have to look a lot harder to find a Pibroc competition. Um, of the the seven that I mentioned. Six of those, all except Central New York, um, if I were to make a list of the ten closest Highland Games to me, six of those are on it. And uh, I live I live in Washington D.C. So pipers in this area now have to work a lot harder to find games. And in fact, one of my students um, has been in grade four for a few years, and he was really looking forward to being able to play full peak rocket watch. And he was planning to come down to Southern Maryland, which is at the end of April. And when he found out that they weren't offering the Peep Rock, he said, you know what, it's too far for me to drive just to play 
a 2-4 march just to, just to spend two minutes in front of a judge. So, you know, that's an example of somebody who is not competing at all at that games now because of, because of this rule change. So basically what, what I want to try to, to do is to figure out a way that with the rule change in place, we can get the games to, to still offer their, uh, their P-Rock contest so people can still play P-Rock. That's a, that's a, it's a big issue, Nate. You know, yes. it's, a, it's a big, it's, a, you know, it's like one of these, uh, you know, it, it, it sort of, that, that, that digs at the heart of like the way we run things and, you know, overall, you know, I mean, like you said before, if, you know, the games don't make money on bagpiping and, uh, you know, a lot of them would be happy to drop it. Um, they don't, I don't know why, maybe out of habits, maybe out of lobbying. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, uh, well. you know, like, you know, it's, and it's, you know the games themselves have a, a huge burden, and and we we sort of make them shoulder it every year, right. you know, just you know for, for our benefit, and you know the the idea and and every time it comes up that you know somehow you know we, we you know the USPBA being as you know financially well off as it is and being as big as it is, you would seem to have the resources to sort of alleviate some of that burden. It, it almost is like a big deal. Like people freak out when you suggest the idea that the USPBA should actually you know. Subsidize some of this, some of this in some way. Maybe right. you know, pay the judges stipends, you know, or something, um, or help them in some other way. Um, it, it just it's always shot down every time it's brought up, and it's never brought up by anybody. It's always brought up in meetings and things like that. People have these ideas, but it's never branches themselves were sort of charged with finding the proposals to bring up at the AGM officially. Never seemed to hit that nail, you know. They, they sort of just they they we deal with more personal things of playing and competing and things like that. We never really think about, you know, how we need to sort of structure our our affairs, you know, in a way that allows it to continue. It's pretty heavy duty. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I didn't even play P-Rock in grade four. I'm a grade four piper. Well, there, there has to be a way for it to work. The, um, the Ohio Valley branch is has been offering only full P Rock for years. And when I started competing in grade four, I was living in Pittsburgh. So that's when I that's when I started um, started playing and that's Ohio Valley. So fully half of the competitions that I went to in my grade four year were full P Brock. So it it can work, it can be done. But when you're when you're switching from ground only these contests, you know, have to come up with another judge, another two judges, another three judges. And so now they have to go, right, they have to take this part of the games that doesn't make money and doesn't draw people to the games. And they have to go to their Highland Games organizing committee and say, um, so we need we need another $2,000 for, for uh, three more judges. Yeah, although, you uh, know, here's something I would say, and I would, cha- I would challenge... Um, whoever it is that has canceled the grade four full PBROC events, right? It doesn't make any sense. Grade four, the grade four field is the largest field in any solo competition, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Why would you cut the full PBROC in grade four, your largest competition, and not cut the full PBROC in 
uh, may I be so bold as to say, the professional event. Professional event is the smallest population of pipers and the most expensive event to run because not only do you have to uh, pay a judge, but you also have to pay prize money. So why would you cut the grade four and not grade one or professional? Can I, let me, can I ask that question? People I, I, might I, actually I, watch a professional PBROC competition. People might watch a professional PBROC competition? I have. Well, maybe. Yeah, if, but you're if, there you anyway. Know, if you're, That's true. If you're another, yeah, if you're another piper and you and you're sort of have a break between your, 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 your contest or something, maybe. You know, I, I rarely get to see a pro PBROC because it's always running concurrently with something else. You know? I would argue, that, I would argue uh, that grade four PBROC is, is likely to have a larger crowd than professional PBROC, at least at an outdoor games venue. And I'll tell you why. Uh, because uh, grade four have support groups, parents, teachers, all sorts of stuff, uh, you know, uh, family members watching, mm -hmm. uh, watching people compete. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big step. So there's a lot of people out there just sort of rooting you on, you know. Sure. I mean, you're like, here's someone who can barely uh, keep their bagpipes going for one minute. Now they're attempting to keep it going for 10 minutes. It's gonna, they're going to need a hell of a lot, lot large support group. <laughs> Start running bets in the back of the crowd, you know. I got two to one, he breaks down. Two to one, he breaks down. Yeah, well, there's a way to raise money right there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, just take a just take a cut of the uh, the gambling the gambling money. Yeah, well, I mean, that, logistically, that that actually would reduce the judge burden because if you were only you only had light music events um, in the in say even the professional the grade one, and you got rid of the P-Rock, you'd only need one judge to judge both. Yeah, you know. Um, instead of like spreading them out across the field and, and alternating shifts, you know, the way they do now. Yep, spreading uh, them out the 20 feet apart in a grid uh, across the field. Yeah, <laughs> it's very inefficient. Well, Jim Roberts just typed in, uh, um, you know, why have they cut the event before they even know what the demand for the event is? Um, and he says, if 20 people enter grade four, maybe four will play the full tune and 16 will play ground only. We don't really know until, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's what I said earlier. I mean, that's, that's my prediction is that you'll see that kind of activity. You know, you won't need the extra judge <laughs> for the people because his people won't do it, you know. Um, I just feel you know, like the whole thing, I mean, the whole thing has just been completely shot from the hip. Um, and uh, it, it, has no, it has no foundation in rationality or reality. I just cannot, you know, even, you know, 45 minutes later, I, I cannot see it. I, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, you know, I would. Say, you know, here, here's. I mean, here's what here's, 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 here's devil's advocate for a minute. It's like, here's like, you know, here's my my response. Like, suck it up, play the full tune. You know, like that's. So, what do you do, what do you say to something like that? You know, basically, that's what is being said to all these great four players. You know, and but at the same time, you know, here we can we can go back and forth and argue till we're blue in the face about it. But you know, you know, at, at the end of the day, if if you're left with the statement, you know, suck it up, shut up, play the full tune. And then just leave it at that. Like, what happens after that? Well, it, it, well you know, I mean, you just heard what happened. Is that's all well and good until you know every games that uh, Nate Walgren's student would like to go to, uh, they canceled the event. I almost yeah. put an explicative yeah. in there. Um, yeah. But uh, hey, let me bring on uh, Matt MacArthur. Has his hand up here, Mr. MacArthur. You're on. How's it going, guys? Um, hey, Matt. Yeah, about the point um, that keeps coming up about you know. Is the event going to be too long? These games are canceling it. And, you know, then there's the other argument. Well, the whole tune is going to intimidate so many players that the event probably won't be longer. And just the fact that that's 
you know, I guess that's yet to be seen, but I mean, I think that's fair, a, a sort of fair assumption to make that maybe we're just going to be turning enough people off that we can still have the event. But just listen to me say that. That sounds crazy. Like we're going to turn, you know, or intimidate enough, you know, fledgling players away from Pebruck to still do it. That just sounds crazy. I mean, I think that's a shame. There's no other way of putting it to like turn away people who potentially could get a taste for it and love it or already do love it, but they're a little too afraid to play the full thing. And I already know a few personal like people personally who've talked to me about it and they said that's how they felt about it. They were not ready for that. But they still, these particular people I know, you know, some players I know, I hear them play Grounds of Peabricks and they get a lot of that. They're very musical when they're playing it, you know, and it's something they can handle. And to say that, you know, the whole, the ground is boring, that's just, to me, that's just uh, putting down the base of the whole art to say the ground isn't interesting. I mean, that's, I don't know. Here's an idea. Here's an idea. How about this? Here's, Here's something that could work. Keep grade four ground only, but allow players to challenge up in Pbrock competitions. How about that? So, uh, you know, for those players and teachers who believe they should be playing the full tune, let them in grade three. And of course, if you take prizes in grade three with the full tune, that would obviously favor, uh, favor you when it comes to applying for an upgrade. How about that? Uh, and of course, you know, um, the length of time that's added to the contest, you know, uh, would only be as significant as the demand for people who want to challenge up. So let the let the players and their teachers decide. Ha! How about that idea? That's great. I kind of like that. I mean, they like the they they let people challenge up. Um, they let people challenge up in band contests. Um, you know, why don't they yeah. let them challenge up? I, I like that idea. Yeah. Why not? Um, I mean, I mean, I think the reason why not might be that you'd end up you'd have people end up. Uh, I mean, maybe you'd have to pick one or the other. Like, you, maybe you could only play one Pbrock event a day. So you have to pick either ground in grade four or full tune in grade three. Marla likes that yeah. idea. I don't know. Thanks, Marla. That, that, that smacks of anarchy, man. Anarchy? I don't know. You'd have, you'd have a free-for-all. People jumping all over the place, just walking up to judges and playing. No, you that. <laughs> and like like sleeping overnight uh you know at the games and stuff and bringing bringing weird signs that say all sorts of crazy things or exactly. or rock judges with hitler mustaches uh, yeah that that could be pretty bad but um no but in all seriousness i mean i think you should just um you should be allowed to challenge one grade up um and you know uh you just do it on your entry form so you have to state, you have to state as you're signing up what you're going to do. Yeah, I, I think that could work if you think if you know if you think you were ready. To, see that? See, I like those kinds of approaches better only because they put place more um, freedom on on the individual themselves. You know, well, and they let, way, they allow them to make the decision. You, you know, know? And I, fully, I, I think I'm good enough, so I'm going to do it. You know. Well, and I fully, you know, and I fully respect. Uh, Jimmy McIntosh's point of view. Obviously, the man is an extraordinary Pbrock mind and a great teacher. So, um, you know, there's no reason why that train of thought couldn't be successful under this model. As a matter of fact, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of students of great Pbrock teachers, you know, um, are you know, may they may indeed be being held back by this uh, ground only. So, give them the chance to play up, you know, and. Uh, 
you know, obviously if you're taking prizes in grade three PBROC when you're in grade four, that's obviously an indication that, you know, by the following season, you'll be in the next grade. And I might even say, I might even say if you're in grade three, you should be allowed to challenge up to grade two PBROC, you know, maybe, although, you know, maybe not. Yeah, I think, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, the reverse is also true in, in, in some ways. I mean, here we are talking about all the positive aspects of, of these kinds of things and, and looking for positive solutions. But, you know, what about the negative aspects of this? Like, you know, now now we've, you know, we, we, and we've touched on them. You know, we, we're forcing, you know, kids and adults who can barely cover the holes to really, you know, play a full tune. But at the same time, you know, they they won't they won't be able to go out, you know, if to the contest that actually offer the contest now. Um, at all until they've mastered the tune enough, well enough to get out there, and that could sour their taste for the music. You know, that could that could completely turn them off in a way that may make them never play the music. You know, or just stay away from it for for a long time. Um, that's that's you know the, the sort of the converse of the of this whole thing is is that you know they could turn a lot of people off the art and do exactly the opposite of what it's supposed to do. You know. Um, just from that perspective, now, never mind the logistical aspects and the, the whole like sort of developmental things. It just could end up poisoning people, <laughs> for, you know, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think you're right, but uh, someone should bring my idea to the music board, or not, or you know. I think I think you should. Uh, I think so you should just walk up to judges and play. That's that's my that's what I say. Yes. Like you you want to play whatever you want. Like just walk up and say, you know, I want to play in the great one today. Yes. <laughs> Walk up and play. Uh, I like it. I, I, you know, and what's sad about what you're saying here, Vin, is it probably makes a lot more sense than what people are doing. Now. I think it would be a lot more fun too. To... I think you should be like, no, stop it. This is ridiculous. Let's, if you might as well go all the way here, Vin. I think players, I think players should be allowed to challenge down. If you know, especially if they're feeling insecure, like if you're ever feeling insecure or like you're not getting anywhere, challenge down, beat the snot out That's of. That's a good one. I like that. I like that. My unlock sucks, so I'm going to go down to grade threes today. Yeah, let's just go spank the grade threes today. Let's just go. I feel like I feel like just I feel like totally beating up on those who you know uh, are below my my level. That's wonderful encouragement. <laughs> yeah, like let's just let's just do whatever we want. I think I think you're onto something. Vote, vote uh, Janowski Douglas for the for the ticket. <laughs> Janowski Douglas, uh, twenty twelve or whatever. Just there we go. Right. Now that's just that silly. will never be the same again. Um, I would like to say that uh, uh, I'm I'm sad to report that they are still requiring uh, four full tunes in the professional grade. Um, you know, I would like to see a really? re- I would like to see a reduction in the requirement. Uh, first line. Well, the people society. The people society already took care of that, and for the gold medal, you only need to have three. Oh, really? So, I mean, I would like to propose. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I would like to propose one phrase of a PBROC uh, requirement for professional events. <laughs> Just pick one, anyone. Well, yeah, because I mean, I'd one like phrase? to see. I mean, on you know, uh, on the on the logic that you know, grade four needs to prove they can play a whole tune. Uh, why should professionals then still be required to present a whole tune? I mean, uh, that's you know, right because they already know it. You, you know they know it. You know and they, they know. Can, it. We just take the word for it. Yeah. So that's a way. That's a great way to save money too. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I think Absolutely. it's a great model. And and you know, so let's see who can smack out the best. Uh, uh, you know, uh, two bar phrase, man. Let's bring it on. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. What do you think? Nate, thoughts? Wow. Um, I mean, for and Nate, you're uh, you're a grade one player, right? Right. So, like, how about first line only for grade one? Does that sound good? Um. Well, you know, at that point, it it, it could be really difficult because you get some pretty good players in grade one. It could be really difficult to effectively adjudicate everybody only playing. One line, one line of the ground. Yeah, I, so think, I think maybe if, if in grade one they play the whole ground, um, and that's it. That that would probably make the competition a little easier to judge. So grade one, I could just see it now on the Vin, on the on the on the Janowski Douglas ticket. Uh, you know, we're gonna push for uh, grade one ground only. Ground only, and when we get to grade four, it's gonna be three full tunes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bring it. Absolutely. Back to back. I mean, go hard or go home. That's what I say. Uh, <laughs> I would I would hate to see you know I would hate to see anyone uh, dissatisfied. So I think we got to make sure we go all the way. Absolutely, I'm for that. I think we should also have detuning as a uh, you know detuning as a uh, you know adjudication point as you get more. And I'm, more I'm great at that, so that, I'd, I'd be doing well there. <laughs> yeah, it's like let's let's not grade people on how well their pipes are tuned, but how well they're not tuned. You know, so like. You know, if you tuned really well, you'd get a zero. Um, and then if if you tuned if you tuned as well as a lot of the grade four uh, full people, it's so sweet. That's too bad. <laughs> too bad. Too bad about that. Yeah, um, if your if your pipe sends dogs running away from you howling, that's worth full credit. I think I think you're right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you could even. I mean, there are lots of there are lots of dogs around the games, like uh, exactly you know, uh, dressed up in all sorts of different garb, and so you could easily make that a a point of of adjudication. But uh, I think I think our digression has suggested that perhaps uh, this is a logical or perhaps um, deliciously illogical time to uh, end the program. So in this parallel bagpipe nation. Uh, of which of which we are all a part. Uh, we bid you a good evening for now. Uh, join us next week right here, same time, same place. Uh, Nate and Vin, thanks, guys. Uh, so I guess we'll, we'll call it in. All right, good night, all. Yep, see you later, everybody. Did we resolve anything? I don't think we resolved anything. No, we didn't. Okay, I'm ending the webinar. Not a thing. Okay, end of webinar for all.